Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome uh, to the Press Theatre and the uh, traditional territory of the Lekwungen-speaking people, the Songhees and Esquimalt First Nations. Today, as anticipated, we are issuing our reference to the BC Court of Appeal, as we committed to do back in February. We believe that the province of British Columbia has every right to protect its citizens, to protect its environment, and to protect its economy. And by issuing this reference today, we're confirming that we believe that we have the jurisdiction to ensure that if there was a catastrophic diluted bitumen spill, we have the ability to take steps to protect our economy and our environment. Today we're standing with British Columbians who believe that we have a right within our cooperative federation to ensure that we have every tool at our disposal to make sure that the issues that matter to the people of British Columbia are being addressed by their government. We have a responsibility, in my opinion, to do our best efforts to protect this place that is so important to all of us, to protect the environment that means so much to our economy. Tens of thousands of jobs, billions of dollars in GDP depend on a clean and pristine environment here in British Columbia. And my government stands ready to defend that coast, to defend those interests, and that's the intent of the reference today. I'm joined by Attorney General David Eby, uh, who will be working with uh, outside counsel on, on the uh, reference that we're announcing today, as well as Minister Heyman, who uh, worked on the legislation amendments to the Environmental Management Act that we are sending to the courts for affirmation of our jurisdiction. So with that, I'll ask uh, David to speak, and then George, and then we'll move on to questions. Thank you, Premier. Uh, good afternoon. Today, British Columbia is taking steps within the law to protect the health of its people, its environment, its economy, and its communities. That's the heart of our concern. Our actions are aimed at seeking certainty over our rights and obligations to control substances coming into the province that could potentially cause devastating environmental and economic harms if they are spilled. The substances we are talking about include heavy oil and heavy oil products, sometimes called dilbit. We believe British Columbia has legal authority to regulate the movement of such substances through the province by permit. Others disagree. This is a question that deserves an answer and certainty, and that is why we are taking it to the highest court in BC, the highest court to which we can refer a question of this nature. Our approach to this reference is to ask the BC Court of Appeal to review proposed amendments to BC's Environmental Management Act. The amendments would give the province authority to place a permit with conditions before permitting hazardous substances into the province above a specified minimum level. We are moving forward with transparency and with respect for the rule of law as we pose our constitutional questions to the BC Court of Appeal. We're asking the court to review our proposed amendments and answer several questions related to the proposed amendments that engage the constitutional doctrines of validity, interjurisdictional immunity, and supremacy. These questions are, is the draft legislation within provincial jurisdiction to enact? In other words, can we do it? Question two, would the draft legislation be applicable to hazardous substances brought into British Columbia by way of an interprovincial undertaking such as a pipeline? In other words, does it matter how the substance gets here? And finally, is there any federal legislation that is inconsistent with the proposed amendments that would make the proposed amendments inoperative? In other words, are there any federal laws that would prevent us from doing this? The Constitutional Question Act gives us the right to refer questions of law like this to the BC Supreme Court or to the BC Court of Appeal for resolution. We will be providing notice of the application to each of the provincial attorneys general in Canada, 
as well as the Federal Justice Minister, which is required by our Constitutional Question Act. On receiving BC's referral, the Court of Appeal will give the province guidance on whether there are other interested parties who should be heard on this matter. Specifically, the Court will determine who else should receive notice, will set times for exchange of arguments, and decide when the matter should be heard. It is up to the federal government, along with any other provincial government or stakeholder, to make a request of the court to participate in the reference. Our government will continue to pursue all lawful measures in cooperation with all levels of government to protect human health, the environment, our economy, and our communities. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Minister of the Environment, George Hamel. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, since January 30th, uh, we have maintained as a BC government that we have a responsibility and a right to enact protections under the Environmental Management Act, protections of our environment, protections for our economy, protections for our land and water. We have a responsibility on behalf of British Columbians to do that because tens of thousands of jobs are at stake, because we need effective spill prevention, response and recovery regimes, and we need to ensure that those responsible for spills are held accountable. We have already taken actions. Last fall, we introduced the first regulation for spill response that ensured that there would be plans in place. In January, at the end of January, we announced we intended to bring in phase two of regulations for petroleum products, response times, geographic response plans, as well as compensation and marine application of BC's jurisdiction. We also announced that we intended to establish a scientific advisory panel to ensure that we had all the knowledge needed to address the safe transportation of heavy oils and the safe cleanup, the effective cleanup in the unhappy event of a spill. There are gaps in our knowledge. These were identified in a 2015 report by the Royal Society of Canada. We need to fill those gaps in knowledge to inform regulations that will protect BC's interests, particularly on bitumen behavior in water and differing weather conditions and geographic conditions. We have been engaged in discussion for several months with the federal government, the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change Strategy, about these gaps in knowledge, about the gaps in the Ocean Protection Plan, and about the terms of reference for our scientific advisory panel. We know that British Columbians have a deep personal connection with our coast a deep connection with our fish, with our wildlife. It's our responsibility to defend the interests of British Columbians. That's what we've proposed to do. That's the question we're referring to the court with respect to our jurisdiction to do that. We'd be happy now to take questions. Okay, we're going to start with Keith and Vaughn Justine. Uh, two questions. One, is this the final arrow in your quiver or the last tool in the toolbox? Is there anything other than this that you're proposing to do? Well, certainly uh, we believe that we have been on a course uh, all along to defend the interests of British Columbians, which is what we set out to do when we were sworn in as a government last uh, July. We will have to see what other jurisdictions do, what uh, our neighbours uh, have to say about this and other provocative actions that they may be taking. I maintain that we have been consistent using the courts. Uh, the rule of law should be paramount in British Columbia and in Canada. And so I believe we're on the track that we uh, set out to be on. And we'll have to see uh, what other uh, people do and, and respond 
accordingly. I don't want to say this is the beginning or the end. This is another step. And I don't know if this is for Minister Heyman or not. Catherine McKenna released a letter today about uh, a proposed. Okay, no, no, no. you're the boss, so you can do it. No, no, you're in charge of answer. Right. I just want to say that uh, uh, that demonstrates that cooperative federalism has been going on despite. Uh, uh, the confrontation that we've seen on some days when this issue arises. We uh, uh, have been working uh, at the officials' level uh, diligently to protect BC's interests. To that end, um, Minister McKenna released a letter today uh, suggesting you have a joint provincial-federal uh, scientific panel uh, to further study oil, oil spill risk. Thank you. Uh, we became aware of the letter by the federal government's press statement uh, this morning. Uh, as I said, we have been uh, engaging with the federal government on uh, gaps in knowledge for a number of months. Uh, we sit on their advisory panel for the $45 million fund they've established to address the gaps in knowledge that were identified by the Royal Society. When we proposed a scientific advisory panel, we invited the federal government to uh, talk to us about the terms of reference. We've shared our proposals with them. We've listened to their input. My deputy, Mark Zacharias, was in Ottawa on Monday continuing those discussions. We intend to continue to work cooperatively and collaboratively uh, with the federal government. Ultimately, it's in all Canadians' interests as well as all British Columbians' interests to ensure we have the knowledge we need to defend our coast. Okay, Vaughan. Uh, Premier, you've expressed concern many times about a seven-fold increase in tanker traffic resulting from this project through British Columbia, yet regulations, as I read them, specifically exempt shipping. There's no attempt to regulate the movement of bitumen by shipping. Uh, does that mean the government, however much concern it has, has recognized that it doesn't have jurisdiction over tankers in coastal waters? We have jurisdiction over our coast, and that's what we've been talking about, and that's what the, the reference will address uh, there is uh, obviously a division of powers in our uh, federation, and the federal government's responsible for the oceans. Uh, but once uh, a diluted bitumen spill happens, it inevitably will make its way to our coast, which is a provincial responsibility, and that's the focus here. But I'll let David uh, dive in a bit more. Because the province doesn't have jurisdiction, is that the case? <coughs> So the, uh, the uh, legislation uh, is, and I might actually uh, uh, get up to, to provide technical clarity on it, but specifically the legislation excludes uh, an area of federal jurisdiction, which is the tankers themselves uh, uh, and uh, on the ocean. But uh, even if uh, portions of that were, were within our authority, we simply don't have the capacity uh, to, uh, to permit uh, ships. <laughs> and, uh, and so on. What, what this legislation is aimed at is an extension of something that we already do uh, and, uh, and something that uh, we believe firmly is within provincial jurisdiction, and we're asking the court uh, to confirm that. Uh, ships were excluded uh, for a couple of reasons. One was practicality, the other uh, simply that uh, it appears to be an area of uh, federal jurisdiction. Yeah. Justine? Premier, uh, this proposed uh, legislation, these amendments would set up a permitting process that would be handled by the statutory authority. But as long as there are gaps in the science, are there any permits going to be issued? We have been issuing permits uh, as uh, they've been requested by the proponents on the, with respect to Trans Mountain Pipeline. But this legislation is not just about pipelines, it's about rail as well. And an increase in uh, the transport of uh, diluted bitumen will increase the likelihood of a catastrophic event, and, and that's what this legislation is focused on. Uh, we will have a permitting process at the end of this, and uh, that's what the legislation suggests. 
I guess I'm not serious. If I'm on company and I want to propose to increase uh, the shipment of heavy oil across BC and this legislation was in place, is there any chance I'm going to get a permit if you're still maintaining that there are gaps in the science around how to clean it up? Well, I would suggest that's way out there on the hypothetical side, but uh, but I, I, I get your point. And, and if people come to the province of British Columbia seeking permits to conduct activity within our borders, uh, we hear what they have to say. We measure it against uh, uh, what, it, what the impact may or may not be, and, and then issue permits or don't issue permits based on that. I think that's – you want to give it a go, Drew? Thank you. Yes, the purpose of the, the permitting regime is to build on the information we will get from a scientific advisory panel, a, uh, a panel that was actually suggested or accepted uh, just today by the federal environment minister, admitting effectively that we have gaps in knowledge that we have to address. The purpose of the permitting is to put conditions on uh, how we can prevent a spill, doing everything we can to prevent a spill, and ensure that we can effectively respond to it, uh, clean it up uh, in the uh, unwelcome event it happens and to assure that the uh, responsible parties are accountable. Those would be conditions attached to a permit, and if the, uh, if the applicant uh, met the conditions, uh, they would then receive a permit. Okay, we're going to do Mike, Mary, Rob, and then end it with phone questions. Premier, um, we propose a permitting process for bitumen, but only for incremental volumes of bitumen. So in other words, the current existing volumes of bitumen that are being transported right now would not require this permit. That was what your staff expressed, correct, yeah. right? Yeah. Why would you, if this stuff is so bad, if this stuff is so dangerous to human health and to the environment, as you outlined here this morning, why would you not require a permit for the stuff that's being transported right now, today? Well, first of all, the previous government didn't measure the volumes coming in, so we're looking uh, to establish a baseline uh, from 2013 to 2017. That's part of the, uh, the process that we're unfolding here today. And we wanted this to be forward-looking in the interest of fairness to those who are already conducting business on a, on a regime that existed uh, when they began their business activity. Uh, this is focused on uh, the significant increases that may come in the future and ensuring that we have the ability with that in increased volume uh, to protect the interests of British Columbians. But do you, would you be willing to acknowledge that given the volumes of bitumen that are traveling right now, which I understand is tens of thousands of barrels a day, that you've outlined this morning the, the threat of this stuff to human health, to the environment. You could have a catastrophic spill of this stuff tomorrow, potentially, right? Potentially, yeah. Why would you not move on that then? Why because would you not we're establishing, through this reference, we're establishing our jurisdiction to take actions to protect BC's interest. Uh, the federal government suggests that the, the existing flows were approved and permitted by the federal government. We did not have the authority to stop them then, and we, we're asserting our ability to ensure that the increases don't happen in the future. But, but why is this risk today acceptable to you right now? It's a question of fairness, Mike. Uh, the, the transmission of this product uh, today is a result of decisions made by previous governments. We're ensuring as a new government that we're putting in place the mechanisms to protect British Columbians going forward. Mary? Um, I'm just wondering how long would you anticipate this is going to take, considering the polygamy um, question was months, and how does the Kinder Mortgage May 31st deadline play into that? The, uh, the timeline for the reference is set by the court. Uh, it will be dependent on the number of parties that wish to participate, uh, the rules that the court sets out for providing notice for them and opportunity for them to respond. Uh, as soon as it's filed, we're in the court's hands on timing. 
uh, our uh, lawyers were cer will certainly be working with the court and with the other parties to ensure this is heard as quickly as possible. Uh, we went to uh, the highest court in BC because we wanted certainty on this. We wanted a final decision to the extent that uh, we're legally allowed to. We would have preferred to go to the Supreme Court of Canada. We asked the federal government if uh, we could do a joint reference together. Uh, they declined that opportunity. Um, so we're trying to get this resolved as quickly as we can. And uh, once we file, though, uh, it is in the hands of uh, the Court of Appeal. That, uh, sorry, just to follow, is that possible to be done before May 31st? Oh, I, I think it's uh, highly unlikely uh, that, that this would be resolved uh, on the timeline that has been set out by Kinder Morgan, which was May 31st. But uh, we did uh, say in February that we were going to do this reference, which was well in advance uh, of that deadline that was set in Texas. And we're working on a deadline that is... Uh, is uh, our effort to protect British Columbians from the effects of a catastrophic oil spill. Uh, we uh, committed to this work in February, uh, and, uh, and we're in the court's hands in terms of the timing of uh, the resolution of the reference going forward. Rob? Just before I ask my question, Premier, could you give us your take on that? I mean, what would you say to Kinder Morgan if you can't? Uh, if it's well, highly unlikely, you're going to get an answer by their deadline. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't work for Kinder Morgan. I work for the people of British Columbia. And we said in February we were going to refer this question to a higher court to confirm our jurisdiction. Uh, the fact that a press release was issued from a Texas boardroom uh, giving a deadline to, uh, to parties in British Columbia, stakeholders as they called them, is entirely their business, and I have no quarrel with that. We have set ourselves on a course to protect and defend the interests of the people of BC, and I'm going to continue to do that. We uh, asked your staff for a technical explanation of how Alberta's export permit is unconstitutional, but BC's proposed import permit is not. But politically, how are you going to explain that to, to the public and to Rachel Notley when she probably well, raised that issue? Rachel Notley's a lawyer, so I don't think I'll have to spend too much time explaining to her the difference between environmental protection and trade. Environmental protection is an area of uh, grayness within our Constitution because it wasn't contemplated uh, in 1867, and not a lot of jurisprudence has been put forward since then to confirm uh, where uh, jurisdiction lies. You can look at a whole host of, uh, of uh, rulings uh, that, that David and technical staff could give you briefings on. Uh, the question of trade within British Columbia, was, uh, or within Canada, was reconfirmed with the Como case just a few days ago, and punishing another jurisdiction is not on, according to the courts, and I would suggest that uh, uh, the government of Alberta knew that when they tabled their legislation. What we're doing is we heard uh, loudly from the province of Alberta that they didn't believe we had the jurisdiction to proceed with amendments to the Environmental Management Act. Rather than Im implement the legislation and pick a fight, we're going to go and test that at a court of law, and I think that's the responsible thing to do. Okay, we're going to end with Martin McMahon and then Nelson Bennett on the phone lines. Premier Horgan, go ahead, go ahead, Martin. Premier Horgan, if the court rules decisively one way or the other on this reference question, will, will that be the end of this dispute? Will you accept whatever decision the court makes? Uh, well, we won't know uh, with certainty today as we uh, make the reference what the outcome will be. We'll await uh, the ruling to see what uh, the points of law are that are made by the courts, and then we'll decide on an appeal at that time. Okay, final question, Nelson. I'm not sure who to ask this question of, but, but basically the, the argument from BC here seems to be one uh, uh, based on an argument of, uh, from ignorance. In other words, we don't really know uh, exactly how diluted bitumen might uh, behave, and the Royal Society of Canada report that was cited 
Um, it did not look just at Dilbit. It looked at all forms of crude. And, uh, in fact, many of the recommendations uh, seem to be aimed at other types of crude oil and concerns with how it might behave uh, in cold water, for example. So uh, one has to a ask if... If there's so much unsettled science over Dilbit, there seems to be a lot of unsettled science over other forms of crude oil, too. So why only this focus on diluted bitumen? What we're facing today is a, is a very significantly higher level of transportation of diluted bitumen uh, through British Columbia, uh, over our inland rivers, or, uh, as well as uh, through a seven-fold increase in tankers that could have a devastating impact on our uh, coastal waters. The, uh, the Royal Society and the, uh, the National Academy in the United States focused uh, significantly on the gaps in knowledge of heavy oil. Uh, that's uh, what we're dealing with today. That's what we're uh, proceeding with. Uh, that's why we think we need uh, more knowledge, and apparently the federal government agrees with us because they're sponsoring science in exactly those areas and uh, inviting uh, scientific review, not just for British Columbia, but for all of Canada. Uh, we know that uh, Dilbit poses a risk. Uh, we have other regulations which received uh, no objection whatsoever from the federal government or Alberta that are designed to protect our coast with ensuring we have adequate response times, uh, geographically specific response plans, uh, financial accountability and marine application of regulation. Those are out for consultation. They will uh, address all petroleum products currently being uh, uh, transported through British Columbia when it is under the jurisdiction of our province. So we take all of these uh, seriously. Uh, we intend to do everything we can in a fair, reasonable, and lawful manner to protect British Columbia. Interests. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, everybody.